We all know that angst when there are things we just don't know how to talk about. You know, the things we keep secrets about, like our sexuality. We're Sean and Helena Bonito, and we welcome you to the Secret Habit Podcast. We find it so hard to find couples willing to talk about sex and how to live out God's design for sexuality. This is why we are here, to be that couple for you. Relational challenges around sex can be so awkward to talk about. That is why this podcast is all about authenticity with a heavy dose of fun. We want you to experience hope that inspires change. The kind of change that helps you laugh stronger, laugh harder, and sex better. Let's go! Christian accountability partners for porn recovery. Wow, I am already thinking you probably have a lot of questions when it comes to this because I we I have seen so many questions and Sean and I have had so many questions. So this is really why we were talking about it. And also, really, why are we here? Why do we talk about a topic like this? Why are we talking about porn- pornography? Why are we talking about porn recovery? Is because of how close it is to our heart, to our pain and what we have experienced. What we have experienced in seeing other people being in pain, not knowing who to turn to, not knowing who to talk to about this. And this conversation about pornography being so shut down, people being in shame. And really, we are coming here, talking from the bottom of our hearts, and we're really praying that the Holy Spirit is going to moving through our words right now and that we're going to be able to say things that we're really going to hit home for you guys and it's going to answer some questions to you in some clear way yeah. so i'm not going to be like <laughs> you know talking more about this and in intro here but i would really like to start um talking about like what is even you know what are uh christian accountability partners for porn recovery and I have the best person to ask here. I have my husband here, Sean Bonito. And I would really ask, love to ask you, babe, and if you can just overview this topic a little bit. Yeah. It's a big topic because there's the what they're not and what they are. So like what they're not is often, unfortunately, what they end up being historically with church culture, purity culture, surveillance culture, police culture. Uh, so often accountability becomes more about checking in to see if somebody sinned, going to somebody after you have sinned for prayer, but there's never actually like holding someone accountable. There's never a level of compassion and curiosity to help them see where they're going astray. There's rarely a, uh, an area of safety or trust. It's more of just like, I have to have an accountability partner, so I'm, I'm gonna like grip this and do it, and it sucks, and I don't like it, they're not even my friend, they're just somebody that I do this with because of recovery, because I'm a porn addict. And you can just sense the tension in what I'm saying here. And a lot of guys, and, and women as well, come from that culture. But really what Christian accountability, accountability in general is, and what it's meant to be, is relationship. And that relationship doesn't have to just be built on because you're, addicted to porn or addicted to something it's really the idea of finding people that have fruit on the tree 
or you feel safe with or have something to relate to them in and you create a friendship you create a relationship that's on purpose it's like having a faithful friendship a purposeful friendship that is yeah getting together to talk about healing from pornography but because everything in life has to do with pornography addiction it's actually more about connecting on levels of all areas of health and fitness, of marriage, of relationships, of, of how's your faith walk, how's this and how's that, and actually checking in with each other, building each other up, challenging each other, creating safety so there is no shame, and having an environment where there's that place where you can come to that person and share anything with them, knowing that they will love you, but also knowing that they're going to help you get out of the pit mm -hmm. and they help you get out of the pit by lovingly supporting you with challenging words, but also encouragement. We see in Jesus truth and grace. And that's what really accountability is meant to be is finding a couple key people in your life that can be that truth and grace for you so that you have someone who's safe, but real someone who loves you, but also cares enough about you to tell you what's true. It's not gonna be surveillance and policing. It's actually gonna be somebody bringing you up to new levels rather than kind of just keeping you where you're at. Mm. I think accountability for so long has just felt very icky mm -hmm. and a lot of people are resistant to it. And I, I know like even guys in my community, they come from a lot of places where like they only talk to guys because they're in a group with them or because they're both porn, you know, addicted to porn. When in actuality, it's like, why don't you guys find some hobbies you have together? Mm -hmm. What do you guys care about together? And I, and I just see like that is the value of accountability mm -hmm. is saying, man, you and I have a lot in common. Why don't we hold each other accountable? Because we're going in the same direction mm. no. in life, not just in recovery. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. Um, I love that, honey. I think that's a really great just perspective on, I think, a different and refreshing perspective on what probably people have heard before. Um, and I'm just going to ask, like, I'm wondering, you know, what what are really the benefits of having an accountability partner? Why would somebody want to have an accountability partner? I feel like there's so much, like, ugh, I don't want to have somebody. Like, I think, yeah, like what you were saying, so many people are thinking accountability partner is a surveillance. So, Like, why do we even talk, people talk so much about accountability partners? Why would I want that? What is the vision for the goodness? What is the vision mm -hmm. for the benefits? And why is it so good? Yeah, it's great. The quote that I love to share, just because it is a bit of a paradigm shift, is that the opposite of addiction is not sobriety, it's connection. Mm -hmm. Basically saying that, sobriety and freedom are byproducts of feeling connected and that means that in connection or to have connection we need to have relationship and that's why accountability is so important in the way that it's meant to be done in relationship because that's where you're going to feel like i said safe and heard and seen but also uplifted and challenged and cared for and the reason why like it works so well is because like we've all experienced what it's like to have somebody come to the gym with us and we just are more motivated to work out at 5 a.m. because someone's doing it with us. Mm. There's just something we all know that feeling of, I was able to do this because they were with me and because they were with me, I felt more motivated on mm -hmm. their behalf and my behalf. Mm -hmm. We all know what that's like. So when we have running mates, I heard a stat one time that said, you're 66% more likely to hit your goals if you do it with like-minded people. That's a big deal. 
So when you hear that, it's like that is why it's so important, but it has to be built on the foundation of it being done in a healthy manner. So the reason why it's so vital is because you're going to feel a greater level of motivation. You're going to feel a greater level of like, how to say it? I, I, I want to say dignity. There's like something amazing about knowing that when you are on track, someone's going to be there to say, man, integrity, amazing. Maybe, maybe integrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like someone's there to say, man, like doing a great job. That's amazing. And then when you make a mistake, someone's there to say, dude, you're, you're awesome. Like this doesn't define you, but this isn't okay. Mm-hmm. What happened that derailed you? Mm-hmm. How are you going to get back on track? How can I support you in that? And that's why it's so powerful is because you know, you can go to that person and you're going to be loved either way. And you're going to be, you're going to leave that conversation feeling uplifted, mm-hmm. encouraged, like you can take a next step in your life. And again, that doesn't just go for porn recovery, but that's really what we're talking about right now. And I just imagine what would it be like for you to have someone in your life like that? Because there's not many people that we can go to that are going to love on us either way if we have something to celebrate or if we have something to share that we messed up in. Mm, wow. I love that. Yeah, I think that's a really... I think it's very clear and straightforward. Um, and I'm already excited. Why would I want an accountability partner um, myself, even for so many things in my life? Uh, so, so now, like, okay, so now we're in, like, understanding the vision of where we're going and why we want something like that. Um, why would we want to have a relationship like that? So, so now we're in this stage of, like, how do you even ask someone? Like, mm-hmm. what do we do? How do we ask someone about that? Like, how do we mm-hmm. ask for an accountability partner. Yeah. That's like the age old question. And I think COVID has made it really challenging. I think we all lost people skills and confidence in communicating with people. Um, but that doesn't take away the fact that we need to take redemptive risks. But here's one thing I want to say. And this is why Secret Habit offers a private community for the men that we work with is because that opens up more opportunities for like-minded men to gather in one place for there to be less and less barriers for you getting connected to another person. So how do you do it? Well, first of all, it's actually finding somebody that probably has some common ground with you, like maybe a shared interest, maybe a similar story, maybe they have the same story but they're five years ahead or maybe they're just somebody who's really on fire and you just really admire that and you feel really inspired around them that's going to be the basis of how you go about doing it because it's not just going up to somebody and saying hey i struggle with porn can you keep me accountable that's not really going to work because there's not a lot of details in like what does that even mean why why should they help you really the how behind it is sharing your purpose your story and actually something about that person it's really encouraging for other people to hear that so as an example hey bob i really admire this about you i've seen this in you and it really makes me feel inspired it makes me feel motivated i feel really uplifted when i'm around you Mm. right now i'm going through a journey to recover from pornography And the reason why I'm on this journey is because I want to have a marriage that is bulletproof. I want to have a connection with the Lord that I've just never experienced before that I know is available. And I want to restore the integrity that God has made for me. I want to be a better husband and a better dad. And I know one of the best ways for me to, you know, get to that place would be to have someone in my life that I can 
run with mm. that can keep me on purpose that can keep me accountable and i was wondering if you would be open to being invited into my journey we could share that together because i really see that you're on that same trajectory or you already have that and i really see that as something that i desperately want and feel it on my heart to ask you wow and you can just sense like that's very different than hey i'm you know i'm addicted to porn can you like check in on me like a couple times a week to make sure I'm not relapsing? Mm-hmm. That's that the is common, a huge common language, right? Yes. Like why yeah. would someone want to do that for you other than pity? Yeah. No, the I o- love that language. Yeah. The other way around is like, heck yeah, I want a journey with you. That's amazing, <laughs> dude. I would love to be there. That's discipleship. Yeah. And obviously you don't want to have this rehearsed, but just as a helpful thing, we're going to, we're going to, Put this within our blog post that you're gonna read. You can read. Uh, there's gonna be a link below, and that you can read the blog post that is going to really reference what Sean is talking about right now, and kind of the the quotation as to the example of a of a, a healthy example of maybe how you can ask somebody and how does it usually look like? Because I'm sure it's probably annoying to go back and forth and try to re-listen to it, kind of what it looks like. So uh, we just want to give you as much of helpful tools, tools as we can give you and an example. So you can go, um, go and just really see the, um, go back if you want to and That's see right. the blog post that yeah. is going to be linked below. Yeah, And we'll link below the link to the Secret Habit Recovery Accelerator, which is where you get access to the private community where there's other men in there. There's two weekly group coaching calls and you also have full access to me through the Ask a Coach um, initiative where you can connect with me throughout the week and have that extra layer of accountability from a coach. Yes. Yeah. No, I love that, Han. So you really answered the questions, how to choose an accountability partner. And so like, do I understand this well? Like you really are looking for somebody who you can connect with on like a level ground that you, you see that they also, like, they, they could understand kind of what you're going through. And then mm. they, you you also, like, maybe admire a little bit in, a, in their journey. Yeah. Um, so do I understand this well? Totally, yeah. I think it's really, like, how do you choose one? It's somebody that ultimately is going to help you feel safe. Mm-hmm. Like, safety is going to be the name of the game here. Because if you don't feel safe around this person, they might be the coolest person with the greatest story and, you know, love on you. But if you don't feel safe you're going to be hindered in what you share with them and when you share it. Mm. So ultimately, the first thing you want is safety and then everything else matters. So this is interesting. So this brings me to another question because now you're saying this about safety and I think so many people probably are thinking of their family members. Many Mm. people are actually feeling very safe within their family members because that's why they are like, you know, they can... Get lash out at home because they are feeling safe and um obviously we, we know that that that's what happens so but really is is my family member a good choice as an accountability partner for porn addiction like is mm. that a good choice to mm. to have um yeah and family member probably is a pretty loose family statement. member is a loose statement but it is really like yeah. you know like imagine somebody is maybe listening and has a brother or yeah. has a uh, like a spouse yep. um so is that a good choice yeah yeah i think it's important to decipher like family member we're looking at mom and dad brothers and sisters mm-hmm. wife stepbrothers you know it's very yes. it's not just like oh like family members would be my wife it can be a, an array and i've heard this before like yeah, my dad is my accountability partner. 
my my wife's my accountability partner. So now tell me about that. Yeah. How is that? Like, let's say, let's do this example of like, who is the helpful one? Like, okay, is that a good choice? Yeah. Yeah. First thing first, I believe that it should be the same gender. Mm-hmm. Someone who is the same gender as you. That's really important to me. Mm-hmm. I think that is vital. I don't think your wife should be an accountability partner. I don't I, think so either. This <laughs> doesn't make sense for her to be holding you accountable. She is there for support, but you are to bring your the best you can bring to her. That's important. So going to a brother, mm. processing things with them, and then coming to your wife so she's not that trash can or yes. accountability partner is really important. You can still have real conversations with your wife, but she is not your accountability partner or your venting whatever. Yes, your venting machine. <laughs> yeah, your venting machine. Yeah. No, I'm just gonna pause here if I can just for a second with the with the wife. And I and I just wanna say this. This is this is something I had to learn as I was going through the process because I remember I was like, I just wanna know right away. Like, just tell me right away. And I, yes, you want to know right away, but the reality is I've seen when Sean had a healthy accountability relationship with a man, and I saw such a difference when I was didn't have to be the one to like feel so responsible and almost like control in a controlling way it was like there was such a piece when it came to like just knowing that he has somebody he he gets to talk to first and then he comes to me basically and and knowing that the relationship is healthy where he's actually encouraging him to tell me the truth i want to know the truth and this is the thing that's not an excuse oh i told my accountable partner so i don't have to tell my mom yeah. my wife uh, that is not an excuse to not tell your wife the yeah. truth. And yeah. if you have a healthy accountability relationship, it it comes down to that you are then able to, you're first venting to that accountable partner and then you're coming to your wife with a bit of a clearer head to be able to express that to her in a, you know, and have some compassion on yeah. how she might respond. Yeah. Um, so you're not just, you know, throwing up at her yeah. a little bit like yeah. that, right? Like it's just having a bit of a sense of compassion and that accountable partner could also help you maybe navigate you on how you can say that to your wife and that is in a gentle way yeah. and vice versa this would be for women talking to their husbands etc yes, this exactly. is just in general oh absolutely we're just speaking oh, to men because that's who i'm working with in this season yeah and it's not coaching totally and even even with pornography you know i'm just gonna say this very quickly you know as a wife it was it's super 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 helpful and I needed that venting machine as well to be honest. Just a woman, another woman, a peer to peer that I can just share, you know what, like the junk that I'm going through, like the, the feelings I am I am experiencing and how how difficult there, the depth of pain I was feeling, and the thing is this, I'm not just throwing up in my husband, um, all the things I'm I'm feeling and thinking. You know, it's it's important to create intimacy and be honest about what we're going through. But it's also important to like understand how like there needs to be a, a, a some 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 sort of a first layer of a relationship that is really helpful to have. And I'm just sharing this mm-hmm. from kind of like this yeah. perspective when it comes to women as well. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and, and all of that being said, like this is vital. If you don't know like how to ask somebody or who to ask, and you're wrestling with these things, that'd be a great time to reach out and get connected because for men i offer the private community you have a coach who can help you it's really vital if you feel stuck or unsure of how to do this 
don't delay getting the help you need because it can feel so alone and isolating and I just want you to know like you're not alone and you don't need to be isolated but when you are it can feel like you are the only person in the world who struggles with this no one could ever understand you Mm -hmm. but man I'd love to hop on a call so you can feel understood that's one of my favorite things to do with new people is to look them in the eye and say you're normal (laughs) it's just I did it last night with this couple and you could just sense this relief they had it was so special Uh so that's huge but let's get back to the question in terms of family members here's one of the biggest things Um, through working with people what I found is that their family knows this person best ideally in their head but they don't actually know them at all it doesn't really matter how like loving your family is or how connected they are it's pretty rare that a family system is actually created on like fully honest being Mm -hmm. fully honest about your brokenness your pain your hurt and the challenging thing about especially parents is they quote unquote want the best for you and so often parents they they often want to fix you Mm -hmm. because they quote unquote want the best for you so very rarely do they know how to just sit with your pain and listen and just offer compassion and curiosity it's very often maybe they're compassionate but they want to fix it Mm -hmm. or they lack compassion and they just go right into fixing and that can actually make you feel like you're leaving with this burden Mm -hmm. that would be the biggest thing i would say with family members of course this is for any human being but it's even more for family just Mm because like it's easy to go to family because there's quote-unquote safety there or there's familiarity is probably a better word Mm -hmm. yeah but ultimately it's like do you leave that conversation feeling like you were brutally honest about the struggle and do you leave feeling like you were compassionately met do they offer you curiosity did they help you not in a way of fixing your problem but in a way of helping you inspect what happened and making sure that you feel encouraged, uplifted, and inspired. Not just, hey, this is what I would do, or hey, you should do this, because that's not really going to be accountability Mm -hmm. in the way that's going to be helpful. You want safety. And if you feel like you're just going to be fixed, but you're going there because of familiarity, I don't think that's going to be your best option. Mm -hmm. But you might have a family member. I would probably say siblings are going to be much better than parents. I've never seen a healthy accountability um, partnership through a a parent and a child. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't seem to me very possible in terms of porn addiction. Okay. I think there can be a discipleship level with parents and kids that's really beautiful. But I think it's really hard for parents to... Mm -hmm be able to love their kids in a way that they need when they're going through something so shame driven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I think parents yeah. might maybe, uh, and this is a broad statement, but like can be very uneducated on the problems of this day and age. Yes. And I, and I just say that as a caveat that you probably love your family and that's awesome, but they might not be the best person to help you with your deepest struggles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, that's why Helen and I do the work we do because we couldn't go to our parents. We, we, most of the people that I work with, could, can, they don't even have relationships with their parents yes. because there's so much pain there. Not because it's like they go to their parents and there's a fight, but because they don't feel safe. They don't feel like they can just be their true self because if they are their true self, they're going to rock the boat mm-hmm. and then their parents are going to dissociate, disattach, or try and fix them. And that just doesn't work. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and to me, what comes to my mind is, okay, family member. So we're just one less little thing here. When it comes to the family member, uh, like, I think that I could imagine, let's say, my sisters being a really good example of what could a cuddling partner could look like. Um, and because I do have honesty and depth with them and intimacy. Uh, and I think that 
when you have that, I think it is a bit of a different relationship when you have brothers or sisters, again, the same sex, um, then, you know, you can, you can kind of think of, um, th- that's kind of what comes to my mind, Hannah, what do you think? Like, just yeah. a difference towards than, than parents, like oh, their, their sure. brothers and sisters relationship is a different, different yeah, story. I, yeah, here's an example. If you have a issue about your upbringing that your dad treated you with a disrespect because he was very intense when he got angry, it's very different to go to your dad and tell him that versus going to your brother and saying, hey, bro, like, do you feel like dad was pretty intense growing up? Like, what, what did that do to you? Because mm. this is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. It's so different than going to the culprit of the pain and saying, hey, dad, like, you know like you were really intense growing up and you're there's just a different dynamic there Mm -hmm. where you and your brother can share in that struggle and help each other but you're not going to your dad to like help each other in a it's a different dynamic yes yeah it is a lot like the wife and and it's just because the wife has so is so invested there needs to be some sort of like a layer of another relationship that really can help um to, to breach the pain gap, I yeah. would say, because of how also the wife is so invested in, in like, yeah, I, I would just say that is a, it's make, it can be a similar, yeah, similar feeling and a similar dynamic, dynamic. Where, yeah, where it's helpful to have that later. Yep. And just one last thing is it's not a no-no for a brother and sister, for say, to have conversations about what's going on in their life. Um, I've seen that where like a client of mine has an amazing relationship with his sister. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful. I really admire that. But there's just an element between male and male, like iron sharpening iron in that way. But I also don't want to dismiss the fact that there can be a beautiful mm-hmm. relationship between a brother and a sister. Mm-hmm. So I just caveat that. I don't have that in my life, so I'm not going to speak from experience. Sure, praying for that and working towards that. But I've seen it and I think it's wonderful. But I do think like bro on bro fellowship there's just an element to that, especially with pornography recovery, mm-hmm. that I think is important. But again, if we're talking about holistic accountability and, and just being a healthier person, I think that relationship, brother and sister or sister and brother, can, can definitely be something to look into. But I think in the depth of an addiction to pornography or something, I would keep it to the same gender. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sounds great, hon. I love that. And I just have a, you know, a couple of last things that I wanted to ask. So... So imagine that somebody has already gone through a progress of, you know, the accountability or just like feels like they can kind of be like accountable to themselves. What would you what would you tell these people that are like, I don't know if I need accountability. Like, I think I've made progress by myself to be accountable to myself. Wow. Well, I would probably use my life as an example because <laughs> I have definitely had times in my life where I've had great bros in my life that have kept me accountable and then through either traveling or moving or whatever it has been it's it covid it like was very easy to become self-reliant mm-hmm. and speaking from myself i didn't go back into a tailspin of watching porn and masturbating but you just stagnate when nobody's watching out for you they don't call you into a greater purpose they don't call you into something bigger like i, got, I had a guy challenge me at the gym this morning like basically calling me out like why are you lifting such light weights And it's like, ah, yeah, good question. You know, like Mm. when people don't ask us those tough questions, we just live in the same routine. Probably nothing wrong with me going to the gym, lifting lighter weights just to get a podcast in and, you know, feel healthier. But ultimately, like if I'm going to the gym for 45 minutes in the morning, I I might as well get the most out of my time, right? Mm -hmm. 
that's like the perfect example. Like that guy was a spotter in my life out of nowhere. So when we don't have accountability from another person, we're just being accountable to ourselves, which is part of accountability. But the Lord says in his word that we are to confess to another brother. Mm. We are to have people praying for us. Jesus had 12 guys around him. Like we can see that we, this model of fellowship, this model of being built up, this model of wisdom of having counselors in your life. Like that is very biblical and we can't forget that. And that is something that is so key in terms of fellowship, brotherhood, sisterhood. It's not so much about just always having all these things to do. It's actually about iron sharpening iron. Mm -hmm. So when I am you know, going off and maybe I haven't journaled for a handful of days and my, my brother Timothy is like, hey, Sean, I kind of just noticed like you're a bit negative this week and you know, it seems like your belief system's a bit limiting. Like what's going on there, man? Are you okay? So powerful to have somebody care about you enough to say that, mm. not to just go through life and say, oh, no big deal. You know, I'll get back to journaling next week. It's like, yeah, there's compassion. It's like not the end of the world, but when the mind starts getting negative and ugly and complaining, we need people in our life that isn't our wife for say to say, dude, like you're better than that. And that's why we need accountability. That's why we need people in our life that are there who are safe, who love us, but also challenge us. I love that. I really love that. Wow. I, if you're not encouraged by this, I don't know what you would be like. That is pretty awesome. I am so pumped to, yeah, just even me, just kind of thinking about this. Um, and yeah, because I just feel like this is exactly how intimate relationships are built um, and friendships is, is, is this way many times. Um, and, I, and I just have a last question that I wanted to ask you, Han, is... Um, you know, just imagine, so within that accountability partner relationship, how do you know that that person has integrity in their life or are not lying or are dishonest about their sexual history and just, you know, current mm. behaviors? Wow. Yeah, really like the ultimate test of safety, right? Yes. Like someone yeah. having integrity to be safe. I was talking to a friend recently and I was sharing with him some of the areas that I've been struggling in in my life and n nothing along the lines of like sin of porn or masturbation, but just like, yeah, limiting beliefs, feeling tired in the season, wondering like, am I in my calling of like this specific program I'm working on or am I supposed to expand to doing couple stuff, etc. And he just asked me like, you know, like, like, Sean, what is, what's off? Like, I just have noticed that something's off and I want to talk about it. And he was telling me a story of somebody in his life that had something off, like somebody who was in this field of work who had fallen into um, sexual sin again, but wasn't openly sharing about it. And my friend was telling me that when they were having a conversation one time, um, he could just sense that this person was looking down all the time, like not making eye contact, trying to avoid that that look because he was embarrassed and ashamed. And it's beautiful because my friend was able to love on him and offer him grace. But the, the, the reality was is like the truth never came out for months and months and months. And my friend says that he wished he was more aware of those signs to go deeper into asking him questions. Mm -hmm. So like what I'm getting at is there were signs that something's off. Mm -hmm. There was a looking down, this feeling that something's off, this almost a shame building. 
And I just, I learned a lot from my friend of how he would have handled that differently. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we need to be looking for with the people that we're connecting with. Like, is there eye contact? Are they saying, are they doing what they say they're going to do or at least making their best effort to do it? Are they contradicting themselves? Is there hypocrisy? Are they just really quick to encourage or cover up or fix rather than staying compassionate and curious? There's signs that we can look for. Are they continually falling into struggle? So like for me, if I'm having a week where I'm just complaining a lot or I'm grumbling or I'm just stuck in a limiting belief, is that continuing for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks without me being aware of it or tr trying to change it? Or is there a, a, a conscious effort and openness? Like those are the things that we want to be aware of. And also looking at the fruit of their relationships, if that person's married, like how is their marriage? Has it puttered off? Has it been worse? How's their family life? How's their work? How's their faith walk? Like those are all things we want to be looking at. Their emotional side, spiritual side, physical side, etc. Because there are warning signs and the Holy Spirit will nudge us when something's yes. wrong. We really, really want to be in tune with the Holy Spirit with these kind of relationships. Yeah, and I and oh so good, hon. And I, I just wanted to say if you're listening to this and you're a little overwhelmed, it's like, wow, how do I know? Like Really, how do I know if this is so many things that I have to watch out for if there is somebody who really is free from sexual addiction? So so I just wanted to encourage you because this is exactly why Sean and I are so passionate to, to help you guys is because this is so hard and it's so hard on on your own. And I and that's why exactly part of our part of secret habit values is sexual integrity because it is so important to the to, to that that people have walked the walk mm, and they yeah. know what it is what is like to 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 have the sexual integrity and so people need to have some sort of years of freedom and and overall sexual integrity in order for them to even be on our volunteer team and to be accountability partners to others so i just wanted to stress this because it, it just this is this is part of something that you know why Sean is passionate about what he's talking about when he comes to community and what he does with Secret Habit and his coaching. This is part of it that the mm -hmm. people that are serving in Secret Habit and they are helping other people and the community that is that is involved uh, within the community, then it, it is really important that those people that are leading have sexual integrity. And there are certain certain values within Secret Habit that are there. You know, we yeah. we hold dearly, and we totally. make sure that these people have these values. So, yeah. um, this is kind of what I don't want to call it a screening, but sort of because it's it's important that the accountable partners have the sexual integrity to be able to walk you through these things. Yeah. And and this is kind of yeah, I just wanted to put that out there that um, this is why this is why we're passionate about this. This is because we know it's not easy to find these people, and this is why Sean is doing it like sort of for you yeah yeah i think that's really one of the biggest things that i've found with the guys that i work with is there's a, a huge fear of rejection a huge fear of failure a huge fear of you know what if that person can't help me a lot of these fears and that's why i'm offering two community coaching calls per week to bring people together in the community to break down those barriers mm -hmm. it's so powerful when men get to meet and not just meet as bodies but as spirits they get to 
glean from each other and work with each other and they just learn to jive and they realize, whoa, like you're a cool guy, like let's chat. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's so, so sweet. There's been a few guys even in the city that we live in here, Halifax, that have gotten together in person because of meeting in the Secret Habit coaching community. So Mm -hmm. if you're looking for a community and you don't know where to go, that's a great option. That's a private community right now that is available for my one-on-one clients and the clients that join the Recovery Accelerator. And if you're a one-on-one client, you get to meet with me for an hour per week and you also get two community calls per week on top of that that are just bonus so that you can have accountability, have community. So again, that'll be linked below. You can check out more about that. If you want to have a chat about it, click the click the button. Let's get a, let's get a conversation started or you can hop on a consult call with me, complimentary. And you know, there's even these quote, we didn't get into it today. We'll, we'll talk about it more another time, but there's even like covenant eyes and all these blockers and whatnot. What we're talking about today is like accountability in the area of relationship. Covenant eyes will not be a relationship. It's more of just a blocking tool, which can be really helpful for resetting the brain and the mind when you are trying to gain sobriety. It can cut off things that maybe you just need a bit of a fast from, some abstinence from. Uh, so we're not like, we're not against covenant eyes. We're also not like super like for it like we think it's great it's for a season i think it can be helpful um so just to cover that as well like what we're talking about matters way way more but if you're at a place where you might need to recalibrate yourself with something like covenant eyes i'm going to post a link below just so you have access to it i think we have a link where you get like 30 free days or something so i'll post that below um, just because that can be helpful in the beginning you can add your accountability partner to that and they can just see what you're going through and that's how they can become more curious as well. So that's just a tool to the bigger picture of relational accountability, which is the ultimate because we see that in Jesus. He held his disciples accountable. He asked them questions, tested their faith, wanted to really dig into the deeper things mm. with them. It's just a beautiful example of change happens in connection. So we hope this has been helpful because it has been helpful for us. And when we don't have people in our lives that are, you know, in relationship to sharpen us, we, we wither. So we are living examples of this working and and challenging us. And we hope that because of our failures and what we've talked about today, it can be your success. So that's always our mantra is letting our failures be your success. So wishing you all the best. Would love to hear from you. If you want to leave a review because this has been helpful, it blesses other people when you do that because the algorithms push our podcast and more people can hear the hope from these words of life-giving testimonies and tips and coaching and our own experiences. So if you could do that, it would mean so much to us, but even more to other people. So much love. God bless. Yes, God bless and lots of love.